1 John chapter 2, and from verse 15 to the end of the chapter, من عدد 15 إلى نهاية الأصحاح أي إلى العدد 29. So, 1 John chapter 2, and we begin with verse 15, going to the end of the chapter. Sister Renee, can you start for us, please? Chapter 2, verse 15. Love not the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God findeth forever. Little children, it is the last time, as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, and they were not of us, for if they had been... But ye have an unction from the Holy uh, One, a very rare word there, unction. You have an, an anointing uh, from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Verse 21. I have not written unto you, because ye know not the truth. But because ye know it, and that ye, and, and that no lie, no, no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar? Either he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist, denieth the Father and the Son. Well, whosoever denieth the Son, they have not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. But that therefore abiding she has heard from the beginning. That which she has heard from the beginning shall remain in you. Ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us in eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Verse 27. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye... And you need not that any man, any man teach you. Each teaches you, but as the, the, as the same man, anointing teaches you of all things that and is truth and is the life. And is no lie. And then there's no lie. And, no lie. and even. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence, and not be ashamed before him that is come. If he knows that he is righteous, he knows that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. All right, thank you very much. In more than one place, in more than one passage, the Bible speaks of those who are saved as being in Christ. Al-Mu'min huwa fil-Masih. 
There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 6, he has made us accepted in the beloved. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 and towards the very end of the chapter and the letter. Peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus Turn with me to the Old Testament and let's read from the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter uh, 35 and verses 11 and 12. Numbers 35 and verses 11 and uh, 12. Then ye shall appoint you cities to be cities of refuge, mudun al-malja, for you, that the slayer may flee there who kills any person unintentionally. And they shall be unto you cities for refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer die not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. One of the things that the phrase in Christ, the expression in Christ, calls to mind uh, is the cities of refuge of the Old Testament. To be in that city uh, meant that a person who was guilty, who was sinful, uh, uh, nevertheless was safe. Nevertheless, uh, was uh, safe. In the New Testament, in the book of uh, Hebrews and chapter 6, I think we find an allusion to the idea of the cities of refuge. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 and verses 17 and 18, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability, the unchanging nature of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation uh, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope uh, which is set before us. To be in Christ means to be saved. And one of the things that the Bible tells us, if we are God's children, if we are saved, if we are in Christ, is that we should abide in him. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 28, And now little children abide in him. Now we're not speaking of hanging on to him with our own strength, because if we somehow let go, then we will lose our salvation. This is not at all what the Bible teaches. Uh, John chapter 10 and verses 27 through 30, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, who gave them to me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are uh, one. Uh, uh, are one. In the sense of salvation, the Bible says that we are kept by the power of God. We are kept by the power of God. But, at the same time, the Bible commands us to abide in Him. 
to abide uh, in him, to maintain a real union, a real unity, a close uh, fellowship. If you think of the images which the Bible uses uh, to uh, portray, to describe the relationship of the believer with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, one of them is that the Lord Jesus is the foundation who will assess. وَنَحْنُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ الْبِنَاءِ We are the uh, uh, building. We are the stones. Um, he is the head. And uh, we are the members of the body. Who رَأْسُ وَنَحْنُ uh, he is uh, the vine, and we are the branches. Who we al karmi, al And the Lord Jesus in John chapter 15 said, "Abide in me." The branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except it abide in the vine, illa is a would be al karmi. Look at Acts chapter 11 and uh, verse uh, 23. Acts chapter 11 and verse uh, 23. Uh, the Bible tells us here of Barnabas, who uh, was sent to Antioch uh, when he heard that there were believers there. Uh, the result of the work of certain men of Cyprus and Cyrene, uh, preaching the word. Uh, let's read from verse 22, Acts 11 and verse 22. Tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem. They sent forth Barnabas and that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them that with purpose of heart they would cling unto the Lord, that they would cling unto uh, the Lord. Uh, we need to uh, abide in uh, him. Let's think of abiding in him and think of some ways that that manifests, manifests itself. What does uh, it mean? First John chapter 2 and verse 24. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, so also shall, uh, uh, so also uh, shall continue, uh, ye also, excuse me, shall uh, continue in the Son and in the uh, Father. And in the Father. To abide in the Lord Jesus Christ, one manifestation thereof, uh, one reflection of it, one aspect of it, is to abide in the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ, to hold to that which he uh, uh, taught. Remember, he is uh, the uh, foundation. And uh, why should the foundation be uh, changed? Uh, why should the foundation be changed? Sometimes people do change a foundation if it is somehow weak, uh, if it is somehow uh, inadequate, if somehow uh, it was not uh, constructed uh, properly. But none of these things apply to the Lord Jesus as the uh, foundation. Uh, as the foundation. Uh, here and there, 
there are voices which say, has God truly said? Has God uh, truly uh, said? Uh, the Bible tells us in Matthew 24 and verse 24 that uh, there, were, there will arise false Christs and false prophets. And it says that they will show signs and wonders. Uh, if it were possible, they would deceive the elect. If it were possible, it, they would deceive the elect. So deceptive is this world in terms of people who claim that they are either the Lord Jesus or that they are speaking for the Lord Jesus. Because in some sense that's what a prophet is. First uh, John chapter 4 and verse 1. Uh, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. This was true in the time of the Apostle John. In those early days. Since that time, I dare say, error has not decreased. But rather, I think, we might be able to say, it has multiplied. It has increased. It has uh, uh, increased. Uh, not everyone who says, Matthew chapter 7, remember uh, that passage at the end of uh, the Sermon on the Mount? Matthew chapter 7 and I believe uh, we might be thinking of verse uh, 21. Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? We cast out in your name demons within your name. We did many wonderful works. Then I will profess that I never knew you. He doesn't say, I knew you and I forgot you. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of uh, iniquity. Iniquity. Here and there you find uh, organizations which somehow claim to teach the same thing all the time and from the very beginning. But then you look in some detail and you find out that in the year 1800, they adopted a new teaching. And in the year 1920, they adopted another new teaching, which they did not have before. And um, at the very least, when one hears of such things, red lights should flash, <laughs> alarm bells should start uh, ringing, uh, should start uh, ringing. Uh, let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. From the uh, uh, beginning. Uh, it's not like uh, we need Lord Jesus Christ 2.0. Uh, that which the Lord Jesus has said and that which he gave uh, uh, for us, which we have in our hands, the word of God uh, is sufficient. Uh, is sufficient. Abide in him. To abide in his teaching. Abide in him uh, in terms of our trust. To trust in him and to trust in him alone. In some sense, this is what we do. Of course, this is what we do in terms of salvation. 
I'm not trusting in Jesus and my good works. I'm not trusting in Jesus and the fact that I come to church. I'm not trusting in Jesus and the fact that I come from a certain family uh, background, descend from uh, a certain person. Uh, there is no salvation except in him except in the Lord Jesus, to trust in him and to trust in him alone in other things as well. In other things uh, uh, as well. Uh, what did uh, King Jehoshaphat say to the people? Second uh, Chronicles 20 and verse uh, 20. They went forth early, they rose early in the morning, they went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa, as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. You know, it would have been very easy for the king to say, Believe in me as well. It would have been very easy to say, believe in my prayer, which I prayed in the temple, if you go back a few verses. Believe that because I prayed that prayer, trust in who? Trust in me. Believe in the Lord. And his prophets as well, those who bear his uh, message. Uh, and trusting in the Lord, they went forth to face an enemy, knowing that the Lord had told them that they would actually not fight a battle, that the Lord himself would work things out, that the Lord would uh, intervene, that the Lord would, uh, would act. Uh, Jesus said unto him, Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that uh, believes. Uh, all uh, him, all things are possible to him that believes. The Galatians were told, uh, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 3, uh, Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are ye made perfect by the flesh? Does God give us talents and abilities and experience and wisdom and judgment, discernment? God gives his children many things, good things. But to trust in these things and forget the Lord himself who gave them is in fact a mistake. A uh, mistake. Uh, we need to depend on him. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. He trusts in thee to abide in him. Uh, we need to Make him the object of our lives. Make him the object of our lives consistently, constantly, all times. First Corinthians chapter 6, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is in you, whom you have of God, and you're not your own. You are bought with a price. Lestum li anfusikum ishturitum bithaman. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. 
which are uh, God. Philippians chapter uh, 3 says that I want to be found in him, abiding in him. Uh, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. And I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God uh, in uh, Christ. Uh, Jesus, to make him uh, the constant object of, uh, our, uh, uh, of our lives, the goal to which we are uh, heading. We are running a race, and it's the Lord Jesus we are going towards at all times. That's the way uh, things uh, should be. Uh, at the beginning of our reading, uh, John says, uh, Don't love the things that are in the world. Don't love the things that are in the world means that you should love what? You should love the things that aren't in the world. Uh, You should love the things uh, that aren't uh, in the world. And remember the Sermon on the Mount as well. Uh, Matthew chapter 6. Treasures uh, that we lay up for ourselves should not be upon the earth but rather should be in heaven. Set your affection, Colossians chapter 3, on the things which are above, not on uh, the things of uh, this, uh, this earth. Uh, do we abide in Christ, abiding in his teaching? Do we abide in, in Christ, trusting in him at all times? The Bible says, Cursed is he that leans upon the arm of the flesh. Uh, the arm of the flesh. Do we abide in him, uh, making him the constant object towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus? Do we abide in him in the sense of obeying him and his uh, commandments? Uh, In our passage, chapter 2, and verse 29, the last verse, If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone who does righteousness is born of uh, him. Look at uh, chapter 3 and verse uh, 24, uh, the last verse of chapter 3. He that keeps his commandments dwells in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. Um, Psalm 40 and verse 8, I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. And asna mashi'atak ya ilahi surirt wa shari'atak ya fi ahshai fi qalbi. Fi qalbi. Luke chapter 2 uh, and verse 49 uh, tells us of what the Lord Jesus said. When they finally found him, they assumed that he was with them uh, on the way back from Jerusalem. It turned out that they were mistaken. This is the Lord Jesus when he was 12 years old. And eventually when they looked more carefully and figured out that he was not there, they went back and they found him in uh, the temple. How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? 
I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him that sent me. Now, there are certain things that the Lord uh, Jesus did. In fact, not certain things. <laughs> almost everything that the Lord Jesus did uh, is an example to us. I say almost everything because uh, I don't want anyone to think that uh, as he died on the cross for sins of others to save them, so also we should die on the cross <laughs> uh, to, uh, to save others from their uh, sins through our uh, death. I must be about my Father's business. I came down from heaven uh, to do the will of him that sent me. John chapter 9, I must uh, work the works of him that sent me while it is uh, yet day. Uh, before that, John chapter 8, I do always those things which please him. Revelation chapter 14 uh, tells us of a certain group of individuals. Uh, it says that they follow the Lamb wherever he goes. يتبعون الحمل حيثما يذهب wherever he uh, goes remember he is the head we are the members of uh, the uh, body we are uh, the members of uh, uh, the body what happens when the members do not receive and obey implement the orders which they receive from the head. What happens is, it could be described in various ways. One way to describe it is paralysis. Uh, is uh, paralysis. Other times it might be the case. Uh, there was this movie a long time ago that had it, it a, you know, uh, interesting, uh, funny little uh, 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 exchange between two characters. Uh, uh, they were both gunfighters. And uh, one of them said, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble. And uh, the other gunfighter uh, told him why. He said, look at this hand. He said, it looks pretty steady to me. He said, yes. But there's a problem. I shoot with this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, in various ways, either paralysis or some other situation happens. If what? If the member does not what? Does not follow the commands of the head. Uh, does not follow the commands that are uh, received uh, from the uh, uh, from the brain. Uh, uh, and so uh, the Lord Jesus uh, uh, is uh, uh, the command center, uh, is the uh, command uh, center. Um, sometimes you think of things recently on, on TV. I caught a very, very nice set of programs that I'd seen once before a long time ago. Uh, this was uh, a set of programs about, uh, about the space program. Uh, the U.S. space program, and specifically uh, uh, the first parts of it leading up to eventually going to the moon, is uh, called from the from the Earth to the moon, uh, from the Earth to uh, to the moon. So you're talking about uh, things that happened in the 60s and early uh, 70s. Uh, specifically, you get to know these terms if you if you watch the program. First of all, there's the Mercury program, then there's the Gemini program, then Apollo. Uh, than uh, uh, Apollo. Uh, 
and of course things followed afterwards, but that's as far as this set of programs go. One of the things you get used to as you watch one or two or three of these episodes, and of course people have heard of this without watching those episodes, there's something called mission control. <laughs> there's something called mission control, the headquarters. Uh, the uh, headquarters. And uh, they're involved in a number of things, but one of the things that they do is that they tell the astronauts, okay, now you're supposed to do this, and the astronauts up there, you know, they do it, and they say, you know, we did that. Okay, now you're supposed to do this. Okay, now you're supposed to do this. How would things work out if the people who were actually in the spaceship going to the moon said to Mission Control, well, you know what? We don't feel like doing that. We feel like trying something on our own. <laughs> uh, most, most, most likely, in fact, certainly, uh, things would not go very well. Let's just uh, put it uh, that way. Uh, the Lord Jesus is uh, the head. To abide in him means to abide in him as the members abide in the body receiving and obeying the commands which they receive from, uh, from the head. All right? It doesn't work very well to have multiple heads. It doesn't work very well. Um, uh, and the Lord Jesus said this. All right? The Lord Jesus said what? You cannot serve God and money. All right? No man can serve two masters. So, it doesn't work very well, certainly in the situation that we are speaking of, to be uh, in Christ. Uh, the idea uh, also of spiritual union, of union. Al-wahdi al-ruhiyi. Al-wahdi al-ruhiyi. Now think of this from the point of view of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, I was just saying, he's our example in so many ways. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Think also of the Lord Jesus, Matthew 25, uh, speaking of the time when he will come to the earth, rule, reign, judge, and specifically the judgment we understand which will take place when he first returns. Matthew chapter 25, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me to drink. I was sick and you uh, uh, came to me. I was in prison and you visited me. I was naked and you clothed me. And the righteous will say, Lord, when did we do these things? And the Lord Jesus will say, Inasmuch as you have done them unto these, uh, the least of my brethren, ye have done them also unto me. Now that's from his side. He always keeps his side of the deal. What about on our side? What about on uh, our side? 
If a man love me, John chapter 14 and verse 23, the Bible says that uh, he will keep my words. My Father will love him, we will come unto him, we will make our abode with him. Galatians chapter 2 and verse uh, uh, 20. Uh, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, Christ lives in me. Christ is the one who is living, moving, speaking, doing things in me and through me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27. At the end of the verse, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Uh, who died for us, First Thessalonians 5 and verse 10. That whether we wake or sleep... We should live together with him. Uh, with him. Let no man trouble me. Galatians chapter 6. Uh, the Apostle Paul said, I'm sick and tired. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> uh, of all these people who talk about circumcision. As if circumcision is of any importance in terms of a person being saved. And, of course, he said many things, including the fact that, uh, that uh, the Lord said that Abraham was righteous based upon faith, and circumcision came afterwards. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him uh, for righteousness. These people want to talk about marks, and they want to be proud of outward marks. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. It's one of the things he said, but think of it another way. My body, even, is being united in some sense with the Lord Jesus Christ. Even my, my body bears the marks of the Lord Jesus, let alone my spirit and soul. My body is joined unto him, and the marks uh, of that union are uh, uh, evident. Uh, to abide in him, to maintain a, a union uh, with him, uh, to abide in him as, in some sense, the air we breathe, the water we drink, the element that we live in. Think with me of, let's say, a fish. A fish lives in water. Its presence in water is very natural, you might say, and to take it and put it elsewhere, not good, doesn't work, uh, leads to very bad results, uh, leads to uh, very bad results. And so in some sense, uh, we should live in Christ, like a fish lives in water. It is not the right thing for us to do to live in sin. It is not the right thing for us to do to live in the world. It is not the right thing for us to be focused on other things, but rather to be 
in our relationship with Christ consciously, awarely, uh, all uh, the time. We should not seek for things that are outside of Christ, that are not according to uh, his will. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse uh, 20. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and uh, verse 20. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that thou mayest obey his voice, that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life. For he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give uh, them. For he is uh, thy uh, life. Uh, that he is thy life. What does the Bible say uh, in uh, the book of Hebrews uh, concerning Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah as well, who was mentioned uh, uh, in the verses preceding what we will read. Hebrews chapter 11 and beginning with verse 14. Uh, go back to verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises. That means not having received the fulfillment of the promises, because certainly they were given promises. So this is uh, uh, not a matter of giving but a ma- uh, of promises, but a matter of uh, the giving of the fulfillment thereof. Uh, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims, as far as the earth was concerned, excuse me for my paraphrasing, strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, that they, that they belong elsewhere, that their being, that their element is uh, elsewhere. And if they were truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. And this is not something uh, uh, which the writer here is um, interpolating, bringing into uh, uh, the picture uh, of his own invention. Because if you remember, the servant of Abraham asked him, what if the woman that I find will not come? Will I take your son back to that land? And Abraham told him, beware. Beware that you do not do that. If they were mindful of that country from which they came out. All right, Jacob went back, but Jacob went back temporarily and returned and uh, uh, return. If they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had the opportunity to return, but now they desire a better country, which is a heavenly, a heavenly country. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. For he has prepared for them uh, a city. You look around, at this miserable country, and you say to yourself, what a place. (laughs) But we have a better country, and we have a better citizenship. And it's true that we've got problems, and there are other places that are better, uh, 
But God's children, wherever they are, are strangers and pilgrims passing through. They're belonging. In Arabic, they say, intime'un. Their belonging is somewhere else. Uh, their element, their place uh, is somewhere else. Uh, what did Moses say? The one psalm that we have uh, from the pen of Moses begins, Psalm 90, with the statement, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. O Lord, will you also go away? Uh, John chapter 6, and Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Uh, now, little children. Now, little children. He is speaking to those he loves. He is speaking to those he, uh, he loves. And so, you would think when you're dealing with those who you love, that you would express things very much in the best way because you have their welfare. Something happens to me. A thought occurs to me again and again. I've never actually done this. You're walking along on the road, and a, st a car stops, and someone says, where is the American University Hospital? <laughs> and let's say you're on Jean d'Arc. You say, ah, you see the next traffic light, which is the intersection with Sidani. Uh, 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 keep going. And then when you get the traffic light, you go left and you have to go some, you know, 200, 300 meters. And then after the guy goes, here's what I think sometimes. I say to myself, you know, I could have told him anything. I could have sent him to Pigeon Rock. <laughs> and uh, one of the reasons you think that is, is uh, they've never actually done it, is you say to yourself, you know, I don't know the guy. <laughs> uh, and so I don't care about him in the same way as if you're dealing with who? With those who you love. Now, you shouldn't send him to Pigeon Rock. I never have, but it occurs to me. Uh, but these are little children. They are loved. These are little children. Uh, they need uh, direction. They need uh, someone to point the way, uh, to point the way. Of course, John himself is not saying that he is blue blood aristocracy or whatever it is. Uh, he says, abide in him. Uh, so that when he will appear, we may have confidence. We may have confidence. Uh, although he's pointing the way to them as someone whom the Lord is using and as someone who uh, the Lord has raised up and has this ministry to uh, be a blessing to others and in some way we all do so that we may appear, so that we may have confidence because he will come uh, that uh, day. I think someone has said I, that uh, we will not be tongue-tied. We will not have you know, like nothing uh, to say. Uh, when the Lord comes, uh, will we meet him? Not meet him with boastfulness. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Because remember uh, uh, what the uh, servant said in the parable of the pounds. They said, your pound has won five pounds. Your pound has won uh, two pounds. Uh, not to meet him with boastfulness, but to meet him in that day uh, with confidence uh, and not to be ashamed. And the Lord Jesus said, the people who have been ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of them at their coming. Paul said, 
uh, I am not ashamed. I know whom I believed. And I am persuaded he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I fought the good fight, finished my course, kept the faith. There is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. The Lord, the righteous judge, will give it to me in that day. And not to me only, but to all them also who love his appearing. So that when he abides, we will not be ashamed before him in his coming. Him writer says, uh, him that we maybe once sang uh, in choir a long time ago, maybe once sang, it's not a very familiar uh, hymn, it's called How I Want the Lord to Find Me. Doing good deeds, sowing good seeds, leaving life's follies behind me, faithful each day, quick to obey. That's how I want the Lord to find me. When he comes again, when he comes again, Oh, may he find me faithful to him, doing my best, standing the test. That's how I want the Lord to find me. The Lord said, servant can serve himself, or he can serve the others according to the master's will. When I come, what kind of servant will I find? What kind of servant will I find? Are we abiding in him? Now, Little children abide in him, so that when he appears, we can have confidence, not be ashamed before him at his coming. May that indeed be your portion and mine, and mine, for his glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you have called us unto yourself. You are our Savior. You are our Redeemer. You are the sacrifice for our sin. You have called us unto yourself also to abide in you. To abide in you. So that when you appear, we will have confidence rather than shame. We pray that you would help us to know that that appearance is a reality. It's time we do not know. It may be soon. It may not be, but that day will come. Things of earth will pass away, and gold, silver, and precious stones built on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ will remain and will have their reward. And that reward will ultimately glorify you which we should seek to do here and now in all that we do. We think of the Lord Jesus and how he came and all that he did to glorify his heavenly Father. And we pray that you would help us to follow in such footsteps and to abide in him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.